Bonjour. You're listening to the Living Well podcast. In this podcast, I will be taking you on my amazing journey to living well. I will be teaching you how to manage your mind as well as giving you the nutritional secrets I learned growing up in Paris. My goal is to help you achieve mind and body balance and to show you what is truly possible for you in your life. I am excited to share it all with you. I'm Carol, your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach. Welcome to the Living Well Podcast. Bonjour tout le monde. Hello everyone. So today is September 10. I am recording episode 27. Six months of podcasting weekly and I feel quite proud of it, I must say. I was not born to be a speaker, not that I'm speaking here in front of a crowd, but still. Uh, and I was a bit afraid of kind of, you know, what podcasting weekly would look like. Um, but there was so much that I wanted to give and to share with all of you women out there that my compelling reason for doing it um, rapidly overcame my nervousness. And I'm so glad that I did it because this podcasting journey has just been such a growing journey for me and truly just so genuinely all about love. I just love offering free content to help women and I also love reading your reviews and and just you know sharing all of that um, and and really I truly thank you all for being here um, and um, yeah for also helping me create a greater awareness about the podcast uh, when you do write review and subscribe and share with your friends so thank you and today I'd like to thank particularly um, Caroline um, for her review Caroline says Caro is my life coach and I can honestly say that she has changed my life and my negative self-talk in a very short period of time. She gave me the tools that finally work for me. Her podcast is my weekly highlight when she releases new episodes. So thank you, Caroline. It has just been so beautiful watching your transformation, both mentally and physically, and um, seeing you shifting and creating the life that you deserve. And um, this is, <clears throat> she's one of my, of course, amazing clients and, um, she's signed up with me for a whole year. So this is a beautiful long-term journey and it's just so amazing to, to see the shifts that she is creating in her life. And, um, and so thank you. Um, today I want to talk to you about a super important topic and a topic that really comes up with all of my clients and that topic is the manual. IKEA furnitures come with a manual. Manual manuals tell us, you know, how to do things, how to put things together, how something should run, how something should, you know, look like. And when we follow the manual that comes with it, we expect things to work the way that they're supposed to. The thing is that you know, people, uh, unlike things, don't come with manuals and that manuals don't really work for people. Yet, we try to have them anyway. We pretty much have all, I mean, all of us, including me, even though now I have all the tools, uh, we all have manuals in our minds for the people around us. And 
A manual is basically an instruction guide that we have for someone in our lives about how we would like them to behave so that we can feel good and happy. It's basically the things that we want or expect the other person to do or say so that we can feel good. And it's a very human thing to want people to do things our way. Yet, I really want to help you realize that this can truly be a major obstacle in your search for emotional freedom and balance and well-being in your life. So this week, I want to take you through what having a manual means, and I want to give you the solutions to free from it, both for you know, your greater well-being and also for richer relationships in your life. The manual is an important notion that I personally learned during my certification process with the Life Coach School. And I warn you, it is a very awakening process, quite shocking even at first, but it is so liberating. And it really was for me and it has helped me so much since. And and it is for my client every time I teach the concept. So let's discuss further what is a manual. We all have a manual in our head for all the people around us and particularly for the people that are important to us. As I said, you know, the manual is similar to an instruction guide that you would get when buying, you know, furniture or a washing machine, except that this is not for the appliance, but for another person. So a manual is basically a list, which is usually quite long of all the things that you would want that person to do or say or not do or not say so that you can feel good. And we generally don't tell the other person what is in our manual. We usually don't even realize that we have it or even see the pain that it causes us. But I can assure you it has a direct influence on our emotional state, and our, you know, well-being. We feel that the other person should just know what to do and how to treat us when the other person usually has no clue whatsoever about the existence of our manual and its content. Yet we let a huge part of our well-being and our uh, serenity rely on it. So when the person does something that matches our expectations and our list on our manual, then we have positive thoughts about that person and about our relationships with, you know, with him, with her. We feel that the person cares about us. We feel that the person likes us, appreciates us, loves us and respects us. So that feels amazing. But when on the contrary, that person does not follow our invisible manual, then we feel negative thoughts about that person and about the relationship with her. We feel the person doesn't care, doesn't respect us, doesn't like us. So we feel hurt. We feel neglected. We feel angry. We feel disappointed. And yes, it may seem justified to have expectations of other people, But it can really be very damaging when your emotional happiness is directly tied to the um, behavior 
you know, of other people. And depending, you know, on the you wanting them to behave a certain way. So these emotions that you then feel, feel kind of inevitable because the rules the person should have followed were very clear. At least they were in your head. And so, and, and the rules even felt very reasonable to you. So you don't understand why it didn't work and you blame it on that person. I have a client who has been divorced for several years and she keeps on venting all her hate towards her ex-husband. She feels he should not be so happy. She feels he should still check on her. She, he, he should ca- call when their kids are with her. But what I showed her is that her ex-husband is now remarried and that he does not feel her hatred one bit. He is living a happy life. So instead of punishing him, with her hatred, she's actually punishing herself. She is the one experiencing the hatred and living it. He pays no importance to her misery. So hating her ex-husband is her choice and it has no upside for her whatsoever. So her manual directly stems from the belief that she would be happier if her ex-husband changed and behaved differently. And a part of these rules that we have in, you know, here in our head, in some ways, they're sort of inherited. It's also, you know, they're part of our education. They're part of our, you know, family ways of doing things. But then the other part are just preferences or values that we have set for ourselves and built over time and experiences. And it's super normal to have expectations for the people around us. You know, they're sort of like circuits in our brain that we have built over the years. And since our brain likes to be efficient, it goes to these circuits often because it's just easier to follow what's already been programmed. But it... um, it starts, excuse me, it starts getting really tricky when we are not conscious of our manual because you are basically handing your power of how you feel to someone else. And this is a huge cause of suffering. Yes, this is a huge cause of suffering. So when we're not conscious of our manual, we keep on thinking that the other people's behaviors are the direct cause of our negative emotions. When in fact, other people's behaviors have no impact on us emotionally until we think a thought about it and interpret it and, and choose to make it mean something, which basically means that you are putting your happiness in the hands of others, which means that the only way for you to be happy is to basically control and manipulate the other person to hope that they'll behave and act the way you expect them to, which is not only exhausting because it drives, you know, you to behave in sometimes very counterproductive ways, but it also never works. People don't like to be controlled. No matter what people do, how they act or what they say, you don't have to give them the power for how you feel. So the first step to freeing from the discomfort of having a manual is for you to become conscious of the fact that you do have a manual. 
for people around you. Start by reviewing the people that are around you, the people you interact with the most, and ask yourself, what do I want this person to do or not do, to say or not say for me to feel good? It could be a colleague, it could be your husband, your wife, your your sister. You probably have given your power away so many times in your life before. So now I want you to see that this is something you have done um, unconsciously, but also unnecessarily. And it really does not serve you and it really creates suffering for you. It's also very important to realize that the manuals are different for each person around you. You think your expectations are normal and reasonable, but that's only because that is your manual and your norm. What you expect from your partner, for example, is different from what I expect from my partner. But it's also different from what your partner expects of you. And then it's also very different from what your partner thinks you expect of him. I have a client for whom gifts are very important gestures. And when it comes to, you know, someone showing love or attention, you need to bring a gift, offer a gift. You know, gifts are very important to her. So her manual includes, of course, that for her birthday, her husband should get her a gift and preferably a nice gift. So a few days leading to her birthday, she always starts dropping some hints for him. If he follows that and gets her a nice gift, then it's all perfect. She feels loved. She feels appreciated. She loves it. But when he doesn't, which was the case this summer on her birthday, as he totally, I don't know, blank out, forgot, she felt angry and so upset with him and so disappointed and she felt sad. Now, her husband wasn't brought up that way and he doesn't give so much importance to gifts and birthdays. He even says he doesn't care if he doesn't get a, a present for his birthday and that neither should she if, if he forgot. She should know he loves her. So I'm not saying no one is either right or wrong, but the problem is that in your relationship, if one is from the first scenario and the other one is from the second scenario, it can really create tensions unless the communication is really there, which clearly was not the case for my client and her husband. And that creates just a lot of pain and a lot of arguments. On a manual, the list of shoulds is usually really long, as I said earlier. The manuals are thick. People have manuals on how a good mother should behave, on what a mother-in-law should say or not say, on how, you know, families should get along and how colleagues should be, you know, respectful at work to with each other. But we're all human and manuals, especially as they are generally, you know, just living in our heads, are rarely followed. And rather than sharing their shoulds and their expectations with other people, people with manuals just generally just feel that the other person should just know. And if your emotional life is tied up to your partner's or your friend's or your colleague's behavior, you have given all of your power away and you have honestly set yourself up for disaster. Because if people don't follow the manual that you have for them, and they usually don't, I can tell you that much, 
then you are guaranteed to feel negative emotions. So you basically guaranteed to feel shitty. And then, of course, you're going to blame the other person for how you feel when, in fact, you are the one who's given the control of your emotional life away to someone else. So step number two is to accept, but truly accept that we cannot control other people, that the adults around us are free to do or say what they want in the way that they do and the that the the way they choose to behave has to do with them and not with you. They have their own motivations, their own preoccupations and and worries. And that if we want to feel freer, like, you know, yeah, freer and more at peace, it's so much easier to change the way we think about the situation than to change the way they behave and, and then act simply because no one likes to be controlled. And if we admit this, the best we can do is to let the other people do it their way and to focus on our thoughts instead. Observe how you feel when someone doesn't behave the way you had in mind for them to behave. You might feel that your requests were clear, that your requests were reasonable, that it's filled with common sense. And you don't understand why is that person being so rude and so careless. But I can assure you, once you are conscious of it, of the emotions that come up for you when people don't follow the manual you have for them, you can start taking responsibilities for it and realize that you feeling such negative emotional discomfort does not come from the person's behavior, but from the thoughts you have about their behavior in light of the manual that you have in your head for them and that hasn't been followed by them. So you basically open up to the possibility of feeling however way you choose to feel, no matter what people say or do. One of my clients, she has a manual for one of her close colleagues. My my client, she was on vacation, and the colleague kept on emailing her, wanting to schedule Zoom meetings and impose things on my client's time off. At least that's how my client, you know, was really feeling about it. And she felt this was really rude and not respectful of her time off. She hadn't taken time off in six months. And she just felt very upset about her time not being respected and pressure being put on her. So she was saying things like, you know, how dare she? How can she be so annoying? She should not be contacting me on the first day of my vacation and she should not, you know, dictate her own schedule for a Zoom meeting when on top of it, it's my own time off. So the work I want you to see here really consists in recognizing that you have a manual for the other person. And in this example for my client, it's to ask herself, what is it that she truly want her colleague to do instead of, you know, what the colleague's doing. And then why? Would she prefer her colleague not contact her at all and carries on with the work projects, not including my client in the loop because my client's on vacation and doesn't want to be bothered or contacted? And then, you know, why, why are you so upset that she's contacting you? Is it a, you know, why is it a problem? Is it the tone of voice? Is it how she's doing it? Why is it a problem? So, Keep asking yourself lots of questions and then 
Step three is to really adopt the idea that the other people are adults and really free to live as they choose and that it's really important for you to accept that the way they are, um, you know, to accept them rather, sorry, the way they are uh, for the relationship to, to, to work the best and that if something doesn't suit you, you can leave that out and not having to get upset about the person or feel hurtful, negative emotions. You can take the best that works for you, leave the rest. It is really important to find the resources within you to feel good and to choose thoughts that serve you. Thoughts um, that you know bring you more peace and thoughts that will give you the right energy to create and attract the life that you want. So... On that, I want you to really remember, and I've said that before, and I say that to my clients all the time, what you think about, you create. So really be the watcher of your thoughts. And when you are able to do that work, it truly changes everything. Your relationships, whether you know with your colleagues or your friends or your family or your partner in life, become lighter and easier and so much richer. You focus more on what truly matters, you know, and leave the little things aside. When I teach about the manual to my clients for the first time, their feelings are, you know, that often at least that to live in society, certain rules of, you know, politeness and respect, you know, should be necessary. And yes, I agree with you and I, and with them, you know, um, I feel it for sure myself that it is my responsibility to behave with respect towards other people and also to raise my children to become responsible and kind human beings. But if and when the people around me, you know, behave in a way that's impolite or disrespectful and I don't like it, I remain free and you remain free to leave the situation or the relationship without having to feel angry or sad or frustrated. It is my power and it is your power to stay emotionally free. Remember, as you know, I, I taught in my earlier episodes, the model, our thoughts about any circumstance in our life create our feelings. Our feelings our emotions create our actions and our actions create the results in our lives. So it's very, very important, again, to be the watcher of your thoughts are your, because your thoughts are the root of all the results in your life. So remember, what you think about, you create. The last thing I want to share is for you to try and keep your manual very clear also. Remember that the other person can't read your mind. So keeping it invisible in your head is not serving you. You have to spell it out. Make sure that what you expect is clearly stated, but also that the other people have the right to follow your rules and expectations or not to do so. And that the way you choose to think about what they do or don't do will either free you up or it will keep you stuck and in pain. And remember that you have a manual for people, but that they most certainly have a manual for you. So the work is also for you to free from their manual if their manuals uh, doesn't follow your own liking or your own principles. 
you can tell yourself, well, yeah, I see and I understand what this person wants or expects from me, but I am choosing to consciously not follow along. And yes, she might get upset. He might get upset. I'm aware of it, but that is her or his responsibility over, you know, her manual. And I remain free of my thoughts, feelings, and actions the same way I let her be free of her own thoughts, feelings, and actions. When we let people be who they are, we can be a lot calmer. We can get their perspective on things from a place of curiosity rather than taking it personally and making their behavior mean something about us when actually it truly doesn't. There are two exceptions where we need to have a manual and that's for you as a parent or you as a boss because we're most likely to have expectations for our kids or for our employees. We have rules and consequences laid out if the rules are not followed. And if you are parenting and managing from a clean space, then the emotion is removed and your job becomes simpler because it's not about you, it's about your employee or it's about your child. For example, you can tell your kid that she's expected to make her bed every day or to pick up her clothes off the floor and put them in the laundry basket and that if she doesn't do all of that, there will be consequences. These rules are there to help the child create good habits, right? But you wouldn't want to say, hey, if you don't make your bed or pick up your dirty clothes off the floor, it's going to hurt mommy's feelings and mommy will be hurt because this would be emotional blackmail and that is not a healthy way to parent or to manage people in general. So let's recap. To start the work on the manuals in your life, start with yourself. Think of someone around you and three things you would want them to do because it would make you feel so good. Think of those three things, write them down. And and after that, you ask yourself, what would you feel if this person did these things voluntarily and happily? What would your feelings be about her? What would you say about her? What would you think of her? What would your relationships be? And how how would you feel? Now, obviously, you would probably feel really good because she's doing all the things you want and happily to do so. Now, try and think how you could think those good thoughts and, and, and create those good feelings about her without that person having to change anything. It is a very, very revealing work. You might even look at your manual and even start laughing. You might realize that you're asking a lot out of her. And to create a distance, uh, it's also wonderful to add a little bit of humor by your manual. You know, it will help you free from tensions and create a much more peaceful relationship with that person. You might even start feeling that the other person has changed and is even easier to be with when in fact it's you who has changed on the way you see the relationship. So everybody go ahead and make requests with no string attached and consider letting go of all your manuals, your rules, your regulations for the people in your life. It is so liberating and you can use that precious brain um, space for greater things in your life. 
Merci beaucoup tout le monde. If you have found this episode helpful, it's a very important concept. Um, please pay it forward and share it with your friends, with your families, with your colleagues. And together, let's really share the love and help our world be an easier and a healthier place to live for everyone. Have a beautiful weekend. Ciao, ciao. To work with me, please sign up for your free session on my calendar at www.calendly.com forward slash Cara the Life Coach. You can find the link in my bio. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it on iTunes and share it with your friends. And together, let's learn to live well and help change the world one person at a time.